0: It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Hello and welcome. This is the last Mac and football show before uh Christmas 2023. And uh we have a present, I guess. <laughs> We've got a brand new gaffer, Mick Beale, and we will be talking about him quite a bit in this um <laughs> in this one today. But uh, joined on the call, as you can see directly above me, is Paul Wilson from Audio.
1: Hello,
0: Hello. Merry Christmas, mate. Same to you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Jim, welcome along in the chat. And David the Doofus. Uh, I'm not sure why David's not joined us in the Discord, but enjoy your Lego building, mate. And uh, also joining us is Jacob, a.k.a. Yorkshire Macam. How you doing, buddy? good evening and Merry Christmas to you both and to the people in the chat thank you Merry Christmas mate Merry Christmas so uh we are we are doing this live stream whilst the two other games in the championship are on in um Swansea versus Preston North End and Bristol City versus Hull City uh, I think we're about 10 minutes off both of those finishing Swansea and Preston is currently 1-1. That's the game I'm watching uh, just on the side, if you see me when you're watching. Uh, that's what I'm looking at, <laughs> for the most part. And the other game is 2-2, I believe. Um, who?
2: No, 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 3-2 Bristol now.
0: Oh, okay, okay. That's, uh, that helps us out quite a bit, because Hull, Hull are in that pack with us for the playoffs, aren't they? I know it's very early in the season. I say it very early. Uh, the next game, after the next game, we're 50% of the way through the championship season. <laughs> That's scary. Can we talk about Beale though, a little bit?
2: Go on, then. Go on, Go then. On. <laughs>
0: oh, I think it's a strange, it's a strange appointment it, based on all of the names that were rumoured, all of the club ethos messages that were brought, brought out by Beekman and KLD and dodds as well to be fair a little bit but um ultimately he has been appointed whether you like it or not i'm probably in the camp where i don't particularly enjoy that appointment it's one of the few managers in our entire history where i'm not on board with the appointment but like i think there's a couple of people who've also said just he's got to prove us wrong at that point so is it the right man for the job i think time will tell um, and what the actual end goal of that job is—is is it another playoff season? Is it chasing Ipswich and Leicester? I think that's too ambitious for a new man coming in halfway through the season. So, yeah, I think it's consolidate, build, and train. Which, if we're if we're looking at it like a little bit more rationally, Mick might be a really good appointment. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not overly infused. Oh, what were your initial thoughts on McBale coming in?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, to be honest, we when well when it actually got revealed that we were looking at him, I was actually looking to see where, uh, well the teams he's managed, uh-huh. just for example, QPR,
0: Liverpool, on twenty threes, all of that
1: yeah and uh, I was looking to see how he actually did at uh, them and <laughs> looked like he did alright at QPR uh Rangers I know their fans wasn't actually happy with him
0: at the end at the end I think at the start when he was appointed they were a little bit optimistic because obviously he was their assistant manager whilst they won the title with Gerard so it's it's kind of a mixed bag history with him. Ultimately, I don't think he'll ever be able to go back to Rangers. Um, and if you want to uh, listen to what a, a Rangers fan has said, uh, another Son uh podcast called What the Folk has had, um, and uh, as Roker Report had one on as well as well. They've had Rangers fans on to give their perspective of why he left their club.
1: Is. I, I actually know a Rangers fan. <laughs> if you
0: knew him, you could've, we could we could have invited him on, but. Um, yeah, yeah, keep cracking on, me. Okay.
1: But yeah, uh, for me, I just have to give them time, but... Uh, I'm... Uh, in, in a way, I'm pleased, so yeah.
2: You. Mm-hmm.
1: you know, fair enough, Dodds and all that. See, but I heard a rumour, apparently, that if, for example, we got Will Still, etc., cetera, um, Dodds actually would have left.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean... There is that but like i don't think i don't think dodds would have i don't think he would have left the club he would have left the first team but yeah it's it's a bit, it's just a strange appointment i'm just going to quickly catch up on uh on the chat as well uh so ian said i just don't see this one working out mowbray was uninspiring i think towards the end it was just very please change something to get this to work and that never really materialized so i understand why he went um but it felt like a safe pair of hands This one just feels wrong. Um, And I'm kind of on that side, but again, prove us wrong. And I have one rule, and I'll tell you that rule after Jacob's given his perspective. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, Ted, welcome along. 6-0 silver, love to see it. Um, We're not doing predictions for Coventry game yet, but there you go. And um, Jim says, given all of the not-so-good managers, I'm putting uh, a more (laughs) palatable word for the algorithm on there, that we've hired that might be a good sign. So, I mean, we've kind of half done it. We're judging Mick already on his past and it's kind of the natural thing to do but I think it's more for him his ego his ego is the thing that travels as part of his legacy more than his stats. I think his stats are impressive especially for this current QPR side. Bear in mind, like this time last year, not Probably a little bit earlier, but he was managing this QPR side. It's not very much different from from that but from the same time last year, and they were doing a lot better under him. So it's like he has a style that works. But when I don't know, I, I just think his ego is a little bit too brash for some players in the dressing room, especially potentially with younger players. Um, you don't want to upset your best talent, really. Uh, Jacob, your thoughts, mate. Your thoughts.
2: Um, initially, and then initially when he came in, mm-hmm. I was, oh, I was raging. But as time's gone on, I'm still disappointed, but I'm not as angry as I was. Right. Um, and after checking his, I know, win rates don't always mean anything, do they? But I've looked at his overall win rate in ge- win rate in general and compared it to Mowbray. His is higher than Mowbray's. I think I t it was before we started the live one it amp. I think we said Yeah. I said it was six sixty summit for Beal and Mowbray's was something like forty summit, I think. And I thought thought to myself, maybe he could prove us wrong. I'm still i I'm still a bit on the like, disappointed, but we've got to give him maybe the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it didn't work out at Rangers and he did well at QPR, which yes, mm-hmm. they're not as they're not as big as Sunland. He's done well at a club that uh you get you get the idea, but yeah, let's just see how it goes. i understand i do I definitely understand the anger, but it not, not not too many people were pleased with Mowbray whether and look how that worked
0: out i the I, I was a Paul rock I was like pretty much as um as Ian says, it's a safe pair of hands in Mowbray, you can see like going from Alex Neil, the absolute topsy turvy where he ended his career. He had a, the best spell in years on Alex Neal, and then pretty much it was consistently win-lose-draw with Mowbray, which is, again, that safe pair of hands. You, you know what to expect, but so does everybody else. But I get it. And uh, Jim's bringing up his stats as well. He has a good record as a coach, and he obviously will become Sunland's head coach. Um, he's done well with um, Gerard Avila... <laughs> <laughs> with Gerard at Rangers, Still. and yeah, both those teams since he's left has their performances have dipped. Even though some of the players at those clubs have absolutely slated him for his his management style, but those players uh, are not, not. most of those players, funny. and no, no, most of those most of those players were not like first team players. It would be like if he comes in here and the only people he pisses off. Uh, like Alex, ba- Alex Bass, Embo, like the players who are not really here. Like, why? What, do you know what I mean? Like, if it, as long as he doesn't piss off two key players for us, I think we'll be all right. He's just we've got to keep it with Ballard and Clark. They've got to keep those two happy, basically. That, other than that, the rest of the dressing room sorts itself out. I think. So.
2: Do you think? He, do you think he could still keep us in the top half of the championship?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: And, I, and his press conference, there was a video on, that Sunderland uploaded. It was his first day at Sunderland and he was praising Mowbray as well. He, he praised him in the press conference and he also it showed him doing a presentation in front of the Sunderland players. And he says, I like how you've reacted to what's happened with Mowbray. He was saying, No, oh. they were praising the players saying, Look, you've reacted well to it, you know.
0: I think so, the, I think the players are used to it though. That's the sadder thing. Also. Um, Welcome along, Acacia. Enjoy the the uh, the Steelers games. Is it Steelers? Or is it just Steels? For Sheffield United. I don't know. Is it the Steelers? I'm watching the Blades. It's the Blades. The Blades. The Blades. The Steelers is an American NFL team, right? Sorry. <laughs> we'll talk about Coventry, Ellis Sims, X Player cursors, all of that. But I think tomorrow. Is that technically a a free hit for McBeal? I've got a poll on that one. Is tomorrow a free hit, do you think?
1: To be honest, uh, uh, for me, I think it is. Okay. But uh, in a way, I think probably, well, because, uh, well, McBeal's only took, I think, two training sessions since he's arrived. Because um, he arrived on Monday.
0: Yeah, this is only day five of his appointment, you know what I
1: mean? Uh, so, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, uh, Michael Dodds, I'm just going to call him now. <laughs> it's easier. <laughs> uh, if Dodds-y, um actually helps, Beal actually picks the team. Yeah. Uh, actually help them, uh, helps them pick the team for tomorrow.
0: I've got some interesting responses, by the way, from that Sunland post uh, about Mick Beal as well. So, if you think it's a free hit, fantastic. Um, Dean's prediction of a two one win <laughs> would be nice. But like it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting, like, mixed bag. So you've got he coach in Brazil for a few years. We might be able to see some Zamba style football. Um, give him a chance, DME. I mean, that's that's one. A lot of people just saying give him a chance. I mean, like I said at the start, we have to give him a chance. And if he proves us wrong, fair enough. But it's like it just comes across as this ego. And if we can't appease the ego, our club will be dragged down with it. That's my that's my fear with it. Like, if he absolutely performs and he's got, like, the ego helps boost us, fine. But as soon as we start losing, he'll point the finger at our players and publicly do that.
2: Yeah, Would you say, I know this is not the Sunderland relate, but England, after Roy Hodgson went, Southgate came in. think Didn't people judge Gareth Southgate and yeah. then look what he's done in some, some of the tournaments for England. <laughs> I mean, I'm not close Southgate. I am Southgate out, but I will say, I, bet, I think he probably has proved a lot of England fans wrong. Gareth Southgate.
0: Absolutely, but I think with Southgate, he was more of a safe pair of hands for England rather than the long term strategy. He was more the Mowbray. We're on the next yeah. phase after that. We're the whoever replaces Southgate now. I yeah, think it's
2: probably going to be Graham Potter speaking on that.
0: Um yeah, there's uh Paul Mellish who comes into our live streams a lot as well says, I don't I think as long as Dodd stays with the team, we'll operate pretty much as he has done to date. If Bill can surprise us as much as Tony Mowbray did, then everybody will be happy. But if we go on a terrible run, then perhaps it's time to change. So there's that. Um couple saying, give the bloke a chance. Uh Fail out, mate. Already, that's literally—he's <laughs> in in the in office for less than twenty-four hours. Get him out. Uh, it's the results that matter. If he gets the results, then good on him. If not, then the board has decisions need to make. Either way, we need to get behind MB and not write him off before he took charge of his first match. So I think tomorrow is technically a free hit from my perspective. But if he's if he's able to jump on the treadmill and keep it running. That helps too.
2: Would you agree? i since mm-hmm. after Jack Ross, every Sunderland manager, every successor, so has done better than the predecessor. So Parky better than Ross, Johnson better than you know. Slowly,
0: slowly no.
2: each time the success, Do you not think? Uh,
0: how do we go down to League One if that is correct?
2: No, I mean not after after League One. Like ever since Phil Parkinson, mm. is it right. You I'm saying, did they do like they did slightly better than the, the predecessor? It's like Lee Johnson did better than Parkey. Yes, we didn't go up with him, but he still did better. I think Alex Neil yeah. did better than Johnson. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. But like for me, for me, this. <laughs> Sorry, go for it.
2: It's like maybe Beale could do a bit better than Mowbray. If you get what I mean, like each time, you get they sort of get where I'm coming from.
0: Yeah, you think it's a, it's a potential improvement on managerial choice. I, I get where you're coming from, but it's like the only thing that will tell is time. The, like, if we yeah. come to the end of the season and he's won exactly the same amount, because if we're pretty much at the halfway point of the season, right? So all he needs to do yeah. is officially, oh, sorry, minus this Coventry game, which why it could be a free hit. But everything before this point is what he's been judged against. And if it's improvement on that half season... If he he picks up a win against Cardiff, a win against um, Ipswich or something like that, like we will will definitely say he's had a better time. But then if we lose to a team, if we lose to Southampton the next time we play them, we're not we're not counting that Southampton have improved. We're just comparing against our last performance against somewhere we absolutely slapped them. So it's like. They
2: we... bad run, then want the Southampton? Mm. Well, I think after that they went on a pretty bad run, didn't they? now
0: they've improved again aren't they they're above so, us i think the fourth in the table something like that
2: yeah it's a tough place to go though st mary's so
0: you can see that about yeah, anywhere really
2: yeah
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, let's just give the guy a chance give him a chance eh?
0: i mean we have to but like how We've many how many games do you think in a row he could lose before we could, he can use the excuse that it was the last person's tactics that we're doing or um, you know, like where where can we say comfortably this man can lose x amount of games? Can he lose all of the games into the into the end of the new year? I think that's three games, and then the one in the first of Jan. Everything up until the Mag's game, he can lose, but as long as he beats the Mag's, we're fine. Like, or is it just winning points on the board? What's more important to us?
2: <laughs> and for the QPR thing, he had a little bit of a back- before he left. He had a li- he had. Two mm-hmm. losses on the bounce, and then he left. But the it the world were even worse without Beal. So, yeah, I guess he's had a bit of experience in the championship, which is a bit of a little positive you can look at. But I don't know. It, it was a weird appointment, wasn't it? It was some of the going from Will Still rumours to then, you know. But onwards and upwards, just
1: some until I die. That's all I've got to say now. Uh, Mm. Same. what I like about it as well, fair enough, it, uh, Michael Bale speaks English, but he actually speaks Portuguese as well. So actually, that could actually help people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't there, I do
2: that. remember him saying he did a bit of managing in Portugal. I know Brazil, where they speak Portuguese, but... Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I kind of want to move on, but I, I still, uh, it's still going to be a natural part of our conversation, but... Uh, to add in what people in chat are saying as well. Dane says, he, he needs to start off with winning it or it will turn very, very quickly. Adam's saying, I hope he leaves in six games time. I just feel he's fake. That's all, lads. <laughs> Fair enough. Acacia's enjoying that uh, Sheffield are leading, thanks to Cameron Archer. Jim adds in that Tony Mowbray was a bit one-dimensional in formation and subs. Very, very predictable. I think we, we call that out quite a lot on here. And Beal and Dodds could make the difference by applying better use of tactics. That's ultimately what we need to do. We need to become a surprise. Still, like where we were successful last season, we were surprising up opponents with our playstyle. Now,
2: <laughs> and Beal's Mowbray has an old style of football, though, doesn't he? And Beal's more is a lot younger, quite a lot younger than Mowbray. So, do you think he'll have that modern style of football?
0: I, hope so. I I genuinely hope so, because if you look at our entire season so far, if I said, this is how we're going to play, we're going to play a lot of possession football, fast passing, go down the wings and cross it in, which game am I talking about?
2: Play... Maybe Southampton or something like that.
0: No, mate, I'm talking about every single one of them. That's how we played for the entire entire season so far. So that becomes predictable. That becomes very easy to manage against. And the easiest way to manage against successfully is park on the bus. Let them have the ball in their own half. Let them pass it around. Just stop the guys crossing it in. Simple as that. And some teams did it well. Some teams didn't. And uh, that's why we're kind of win-lose, 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 a draw here, win-lose, win-lose. It's just rinse and repeat. So I think it's a good thing that we've made a change. We just need to make sure that this change is actually an upgrade. That's that's where I'm going to settle it. You want to any, add anything else before we actually move on then?
2: Nah, I have no to say.
1: I am
0: glad. on the matter.
1: That's all right. Well, I really, t- uh, would we, we need to give him a chance.
0: Jim's added, by the way, I think Will Still was gaming or upping his profile based on what he said. Since Spiel is less fake than Still. I mean, what does that even mean? The fakeness. Hell, I would have taken Julio Walker and Super Kevin's Coaches, not this guy. I love Julio Walker. He's <laughs> it's a class bloke. I don't know if he's a, the right fit for managing, but uh,
1: yeah. He, he, he wouldn't have left South Shields.
0: No. I don't, South Shields to Sunderland is a, is a career path. It's absolutely mad.
1: He's doing well, though,
0: is he, Julio? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is. He is doing really well. Sorry, Adam's just made me laugh by saying you look like you're getting ready for a Friday night out at the stripper club. I mean, am I a patron or a performer? I'm, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Uh, right, fellas. We'll move on. We'll talk about the Coventry game now, shall we? First and foremost, under Bale, who's starting for us?
2: Uh, starting. Patto.
0: Obviously, I think we'll all just say Pato and just get that part over with. Goalkeeper is sorted. Send a... it. Formation, what do you think that's going to be? Thank you,
2: Adam. <laughs> it might be a 4 2 3 1, to be fair, because Dodds might want to. Or oh, it might be similar to the um, Leeds game, actually, for Formation, because Dodds says, like Paul said, Dodds will give his. Um... He said, if I'm still manager, in the last press conference, he said, if I'm still manager for um, Bristol, yeah. I'll do. Whatever I'll do, I'll do that. But if there's a manager in by the Cov game, yeah. I'll still have my ideal formation if I was if the manager didn't come and I'll give it to the new guy who comes along. So yeah, i don't know, I mean I do something similar to the Leeds game, same similar formation or West Brom, but who knows? I don't know, it's just we'll have to say won't we? Because
0: the, their team at end of day they, they mm. pick, they decide. Yeah, no, and I get like you're you're trying to work out how we don't know how he'll play or how he picks our current squad because he's done those couple of training sessions. He's decided what he wants to see and what he get what he wants to get out of it. But I think he'll move away from our four two three one permission with Clark and Roberts being heavily relied on on each side and. You know, before before I change what he changes to, I'm going to ask Paul first. What do you think he'll set up as? Because you said 4-2-3-1 which is a continuation of what we've had.
1: In a way, I think it depends what uh, what he thought of the game on Monday. you What know, well, the under uh, the under
0: the kid side? I don't think he was that impressed.
1: Well, well, I can tell Speakman wasn't because <laughs> Speakman actually looked Speakman actually looked angry on Monday.
0: I was watching that on uh, YouTube Live. It was the Arsenal game. Yeah, we took the lead and then for some reason I was it was pretty much our starting eleven or l b side. <clears throat> we had Hamia, Rushin, Dak, Triantus. Pretty much the entire squad that we want on the pitch to say like get minutes. At least it was even on. And uh, we had a lead and then we lost it. It was just I can understand why they weren't happy with it. Uh Ruchin did score the first goal, the opener, but you know what I mean? Like it's it's the under twenty-ones were putting out a lot of first team seen as first team options and still losing to another under twenty one side. It's kinda
2: But it is arsenal in it, Anthony. They'll have a good young squad.
0: Oh, yeah, well. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We would potentially buy them to come into our first team.
2: So, but of course, any loss is disappointing. And to have taken the lead and then lost to any team really is not great, is it? But it's not... We've lost to a team, pretty good team, aren't we, Arsenal? Yes, it's not the senior, but it's still the it's academy. probably.
3: The
0: academy of a Premier League team. team, yeah.
2: Yeah. Is what I'm, yeah, pretty much what I'm saying, so... I'm disappointed by how we lost, but mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not too disappointed who we've lost to. I'd like, prefer to do lose to a team like Snow yeah. than more so than Watford under 21s or Stoke under 21s tw- you, you know, but
0: it yeah, but it's it's still a it's a, it's it's, a, it's, a, a, un- it's an under 21s versus under 21s game at the end of the day, so yeah. it's not the end of the world. It's not our no. championship, it's not our long term future, it's not our investment of
2: the uh... Same with under eighteens.
0: Exactly. Yeah. We could we can take hits in those kind of games. But if that's his opener and introduction to what they're like on the pitch, some of the players weren't putting themselves as challengers for that first hit, first eleven. But yes, back to my back to my point. Paul, what's the formation gonna be?
1: Uh, for me, I don't know, but I think he might put four four two.
0: Classic football. <laughs> Why
1: not? Why not against Coventry?
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think... I mean, against Cov, you can do a full reset with a 4-4-2, can't you? It's not like you're changing the world that everybody doesn't know. It's the base formation that everybody learns and goes from there. But... Uh, for me, I think he's going to change it to a good old Christmas tree. A 4 4- Three two one that way, um,
2: same as that same as Mowbray though, isn't it. And we
0: no, 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 no. So it was Mowbray was four two three one. I'm saying four three two one. I'm putting the two and the three Uh the other way around. So he goes from like a a weird tree kind of thing to a a literal Christmas tree. Um, it it means that the width is a bit more deep. But the people in front are more vital that are breaking through the middle rather than down the wings. And having that second option for our club right now is vital. I think he's the right man to do that. He does have a preferred formation of uh, 4-3-3 attacking, by the way. So it is that four-three-two-one style just spread out. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, we've got yeah, options.
2: Do you think it's a good formation for the Christmas tree, or do you think it's still a bit?
0: Oh, there's definitely, right, there's not... definitely, there's definitely vulnerabilities down the sides. So with that, you are heavily pushing through the middle and getting support from your CDMs. When the let's fit, let's put it this way: if your your striker is your holding player for the wing, the two central midfielders, i.e., Joe Bellingham, Pritchard, Dak, whoever's in there, or Sheesh, to help and support that one striker up front then you, you allow that defense to have time. I think it works against a lot of oppositions, and especially teams that like to park the bus because you're just pushing straight through the middle rather than trying to run into bodies. Um, it's more of a, like a spear or a bullet kind of tactic, but... I don't know. I like, I like it on occasion. I prefer the 4-4-4. 4-3-3 uh, formation because it allows more options down the wings you've just got to have the right players for that now if we were a team using that 4 formation could you comfortably say you've got a front three lineup you know how like a psg it was uh neymar messi and mbappe at one point <laughs> that's literally the top the top level of football but could you say it We've put 100% confidence that we've got a top front three that you think are bad goals, every single one of them. Clock, yes. That's the left wing sorted. What about right wing and centre forward? That's why I don't think we're ready for that 4 three, three attacking. You need that. You need that step towards. That's your end goal. We haven't got that yet. In my opinion, by the way, it's not. Like You can prove us wrong and get the right players training on the right drills to, to go at it, but... Mm said <laughs> says time will tell, Paul.
1: To be honest, it'd be interesting, know who he does put up front.
0: I think it's likely to be Russian based on that Monday performance. Uh, there you go. So sorry, Jim said Bishop was poor in goal, could have uh, got a draw. Plus players haven't played together much. I mean that's a, that's a perfect excuse for most teams. This pla this player's never played with us before. This player's never played at this level before. They've never played in England before. They don't speak the name. like. They all know how to kick a ball. <laughs> they, they all know what they're supposed to do at the start of the game. They've just got to execute on it. And I think sometimes it is down to players just not performing the way they're expected to. And that's the nature of people, really. So I'm not like... I'm not saying we've got crap players all the time. I just think it's a, a little mix of giving the players the right instructions plus making sure they have the skills to execute those ex- instructions. Like, if you told... Let's use Luke 9 because he does exactly what he's told essentially. He's a he's a Sunland soldier, right? Yeah. <laughs> um it, if you told Luke 09 he's playing as the right winger instead of Roberts, he would do that all day long. But he naturally would then want to drift in and put a slide tackle in further back, or he would like to get into the box to um to be on the end of crosses rather than be on the far side to collect up anything, any cross on the left that goes over the like too far. So he has the instructions, he has the ability to do what he's told, but he will still, in moments, do what he feels is, is naturally right and it'll be the wrong thing. That's what our defenders have done, especially P.I. Equa in the last five, 10 games thought they were doing the right thing and it's slipped up it's led to goals coming against us so it's like just got to put the right balance and put, pick the right players we don't see them on the training ground so we can't say like this plays better at that other than what we see on the uh, on the on the pitch against Coventry on the pitch against Bristol City whoever we're playing all we see is the end result we don't see the, the making of the cake <laughs> <laughs> and Jim's asked so you've decided against playing two strikers up front now no, not necessarily. I just think Michael Bale doesn't like that style. I'd much rather have a <laughs> Uh But there you go, um, Paul. Back to you, mate. Back to you.
1: See, no, I actually heard apparently that uh, apparently Michael Bale actually asked the under twenty one manager uh, Graham Murphy to actually play those players on Monday. Right. Yeah, just just to see what they're like. Uh... He wants to see him, yeah. Yeah, In action, uh, because Bale knows Graham Murdy from time uh, from the time up at Rangers because they worked together. So they've, yeah, yeah. So they actually know each other.
0: Okay. Um, both the championship, by the way, the the Premier League game, Aston Villa and Sheffield United has finished one-one somehow. Uh, Archer in the 87th and Zaniolo in the 97th minute for Villa leveling it up there. So that's done and dusted. Um Swansea City beat Preston North End, which helps us out quite a bit, I believe, because uh where Preston? Preston were directly below us on 32 points. They stay there. Um they cannot leave Frogus this weekend before Christmas, so that's good. And Swansea stay mid-table. Same with Bristol City beaten Hull. Hull are directly above us. All we need to do is win, and we're back in the playoffs tomorrow. Um, goal difference doesn't matter. We just need the three points. So, yeah, we know what we need to do this weekend. That's nice. Also, Bristol City are directly below us now 132 32 points. So it doesn't look as bad compared to where where we were when we played them and lost that 1-0. Is it 1-0?
2: Coventry, no. No, no Bristol, nil
0: Brist, nil Bristol City. Oh, Bristol. That was last week. Bras, Bristol City was last week, and it was a 1-0 yeah, yeah, defeat. Yeah. right? yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I thought you were talking about Coventry.
0: No, I've slept since okay. then,
2: mate. Um, oh, there you uh, go. I
0: can pop up the league table here so everybody can see it on the uh, on the stream as well. So you can see what the points does to our, our division. It's, it's nice to see. Um, everybody directly below us. Bristol City pressing off end they're on 23 games the only team that can kind of catch up with us are Watford Norwich and Blackburn and they all have to win to do that so it's nice to see someone taking taking an advantage without having to kick a ball for once very um it's very promising that we can finish in the playoffs for christmas we can be in the playoff spots at christmas time How do you feel about that?
3: Nice
1: Christmas present. (laughs) Great success.
3: (laughs) We've rolled
0: back the time. We're now in 2007 again. Great Borat. Um, Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice indeed. The points difference between Leicester and Leeds is absolutely ridiculous. So I think ambitions-wise for Sunderland, what do you think...
2: About Leeds, could you see them maybe dropping Leeds, maybe, ever so slowly? Because they've dropped points towards Coventry, and they've got Ipswich coming up, and that won't be... Yeah,
1: let, let, they've got Ipswich to...
0: Let's put it in very, very basic terms, right? Every one of these teams has played at least 22 games. Leicester have dropped points in just four games this season. Ipswich in six. Leeds and Southampton in 10 of those games. West Brom in 12. Hull in thirteen, us in twelve, and Bristol City in fourteen, Preston in fourteen, Watford in fourteen, Norwich in thirteen, Blackburn in in twelve. So we're not that far off. Where Hull, are, um, we're matching where West Brom are. I don't know. I think we're in. We're in with the running. It's just. Just a strange time to be in it. Like stats are a weird thing to look at because you're like, look all right. Why did we get rid of the manager? But people work from people a lot more than the other way around. So I've just I've just gotta keep our hope for this game coming up uh tomorrow. That's it. Keep
2: the faith.
0: Keep the faith. Um do you know Swansea City are manager as well, by the way?
2: Yeah, they yeah. are. Stoke City have got a new manager as well. Steven Schumacher.
0: Did they steal him from Plymouth?
2: Yep. Right. Do you, think he could, do you see him doing a good job at Stoke, or do you think Stoke will still be in the bottom half of the championship?
0: I mean, I see Stoke as a really strange team. Historically, they are a mid-table championship team, but since they've got relegated out of the Premier League... They've hovered around that mid-table point or like just oh, wow. outside of relegation ever since. And Alex Neal was supposed Stop to be their big that. rescue, right? I'd i I'd, really. I'd, I'd be livid.
2: I don't think they'll be in the Prem for a while, will the stock?
0: It, it's really surprising because their owners are billionaires and they are willing to invest in the club. So it's kind of bizarre that they're they're not fighting for automatic promotion might be a dark horse next season if they make a lot of signings, but they need to actually start spending spending a little bit of money on the right players rather than just throwing them at a manager that, let's face it, getting promoted out of League One is great, but <laughs> it's a completely different ballgame when you're looking at the championship. You need somebody a bit more ambitious, not yeah. so, not steady.
2: Plymouth might struggle now. Now that Stephen's gone, Plymouth could maybe go down.
0: No, I'm just looking at that table again and QPR might come out of the playoffs at the relegation spots, but Sheffield United and Rotherham are pretty much rooted. So it's essentially everybody Coventry down, to be fair, sixteenth down, maybe Swansea if you're if you're trying to throw another team in there that could fight for that last one relegation spot. If you're looking at it like right now. Obviously half a season away, but I can't see Plymouth dropping six points on do you, QPR. Do you, not, do
1: you not think it depends who Swansea gets um, who in as an appointment?
0: Not necessarily, mate. They've just won a game against a team that's uh, that was looking at jumping into the playoffs tonight. I think Imagine
2: if Tony Mowbray Mowbray goes to Swansea,
0: I think they'll, they might they might do like a steady head for half a season. They might do a Tony Mowbray. They might do uh Uh, Nigel Pearson, they might do. um,
1: Swansea Swansea was looking at um, a coach from Tottenham, actually. Uh, But he actually turned them down. There you go. I think Stoke were looking at Mark Robbins as well. They were looking at
2: Coventry manager.
0: Do you know what I think Stoke actually need? And it's a strange team to talk about, but they are kind of, (laughs) kind of will (laughs) stilter. James Gordon will stilter Swansea. I mean, it's on. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: I, mean, I don't know if anybody would want to learn Welsh but <laughs> he could, he's definitely got the acumen for it, but um... I think if we're looking at Stoke City, like just as a little bit of an, well obviously a bit like very outsider standpoint they should be doing a lot better than they are they are a I'd say probably like a 25 000 to 30,000 fan base consistently providing that, so they're a, a pretty big club they're bigger than some premier league uh, clubs right now and anyways um they've got billionaire owners they just haven't got the man in charge as in alex Neil or now it's schumacher who can do a job essentially like roy Keane, they need somebody in the in the um in the head coach or the manager position that they fear not respect uh, not, not, not respect. Not like be pally with, should I say? They should fear and respect them, rather than Look, just be their best mate. Neil, I think
2: Neil Warnock could do it. So.
0: Neil Warnock could do that, I but I think he, Neil Warnock is quite comfortably one of those uh, managers that you like. He's only here for a very, very short time. He's he's been at way too many clubs for anybody to like. Go well in six months, mate. You you're gone. So nice, but
2: well at
0: Sheffield, didn't it? Sheffield United, Neil. Yeah, look, he's been managing since 1981. He's done Gainsbury, Burton, Scarborough, Notts County, Torquay, Huddersfield, Plymouth, Oldham, before they folded, Bury, before they folded, Sheffield United, Palace, QPR, Leeds, Palace again, QPR, Rotherham, Cardiff, Middlesbrough, and Huddersfield Town. He's been at too many clubs for people to go, yeah, you're you're here for the long term. The the longest he's been at a club was... Crystal Palace in two
2: thousand and seven. I think he might need to retire and put his feet up near the fire. I mean, know, he's and... he's earned
0: it, mate. He's earned it. I
2: mean, Roy Hodgson it... still, man- still managing at seventy-six.
0: Oh, that was funny. Know. Did you see the other day when he was laughing at Pep when they uh, they got the, <laughs> the leveler against them because uh, Pep was giving it the bigger, and uh, he's just laughing at him because he's having like a, a hissy fit on the side of the uh, on the side of the touchline, and he's just there going. <laughs> than you tonight what are you talking about
1: oh he's mm. actually leaving palace at the end of the season actually
0: but like you said he's 76 mate i can understand it. Let him, let him enjoy himself
1: i think they're getting steve cooper that's just left Nottingham forest
0: oh, I, I don't like him as a gaffey you know i, ju- I just don't like his style he's, he's he just comes across as i know i put this nicely without like insulting his appearance uh, he, he's like, do you know? Have you seen Lord of the Rings, where Gollum yeah. is? Gollum yeah. is pointing Sam and Frodo towards the ghosts, climbing them through the mountain. He's getting them up the hill, and he like he, he drops a ball on them and stuff like that. He's exactly like that, <laughs> putting in football traps. it's a really weird analogy. I know, but he's like he's pointing them in the right direction. He's telling them what to do, but he will lead from the front, but also drop the shit onto, onto the people below him. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's a weird analogy, but like, kind of feel like at the end of the day, they go to where they need to be. <laughs> oh, I should be drunk now, but I'm not. Um, Hull is going to be tough on Boxing Day, though away from home is going to be that game. As Hull have some amazing players like Tufan, Morton, and uh, Slater and Dillap from Man City. Being a Man City, they won the Club World Cup today, 4-0 against Fluminese. Is it Fluminese? Fluminese?
2: They're winning everything out of the city, though. Ever since them um, new Rich Owners took over in, like, 2011, they've just... money talks, don't
0: they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, money does talk, unfortunately, and if you're not spending it. And I think Sunderland have stopped spending it. That's, that's why I think a lot of our problems could be solved. Oh, the last thing I'll bring up today. Uh and we are cutting and we've got about 15 minutes to talk about. We'll probably do it in about three. Is Amadiolo. No, Diallo. Have you seen the latest rumor with him?
2: No, what is it? So seen it today.
0: Oh go on if you know what it is, let me let me see if we've got the same thing.
1: Football oh, insider, isn't it?
0: Yep, that's the one. So uh it's been rumoured it's not it's not official, but one of our championship opponents are looking to purchase Diallo this this January transfer. Can you oh, guess which can you I guess which that. team that would be? Is it they have money. Have we... Leicester. No, Leicester are absolutely fine. They do not need another player. They're they're absolutely sorted for the rest of this season it leads it's Southampton
2: Seems. well it's going to it's, it, it, I think he might just like the colours red and white you know
0: maybe. He, he might actually just really like Ross Stewart as well yeah could you imagine the only three teams that are looking at him are oh, Sunderland, Southampton and Stoke <laughs> uh, he needs to be played like, I know he's had a bit of an injury but he needs to be playing professional football he's got the talent for it um Yeah, yeah. Are we? Would (laughs) I don't know how our fan base would react to another Sunderland. It's not a Sunderland player, it's Man City, Man City, Man United player. But how do you think Sunderland fans would react to another Championship club poaching Ahmed Diallo? Especially, obviously, we don't know what the end price is going to be, but it's if it's rumored now, it's likely to happen that he is going somewhere. <clears throat> he's not in Man City's plans. He's not in... Is it still Ten Hag?
1: Yeah, he's still there.
0: Somehow, yeah. Uh, he's he's not in Ten Hag's plans. He needs to be playing games. He's not going to be doing that at the first team level for whatever reason. They're choosing Anthony over him. God knows why. Um, yeah. How would we, How would we react? How would you react?
2: I'd be disappointed, but at the end of the day, we can't. There's not we can do about it as fans. It's that player's choice. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. so I won't be as. Right, like, it's. I don't think fans will be angry like the way with Ross Stewart. Like they'd still be upset. Not to say that they prefer Ross Stewart than Diallo, but he's. They'll respect Diallo more, you know. Cause I think you said Amph, that. Mm-hmm. Ross was a bit cock- cocky about his move to Southampton. I
0: don't I... think Diallo's that. So- I don't think Diallo's that sort of person with her. No, he's. I think Diallo's got a bit of respect, but it's Ross Stewart. Uh, yeah, sorry, the Ross Stewart thing peed me off because he didn't speak publicly from a Sunderland fan point since his since his injuries, which was January, and then the day he goes to Southampton. I am really excited to be at Southampton. Come on, the Saints! Like, why did why wasn't he putting out like a, a crap little post that we could have at least had the tiv- uh, like slivers of hope that he would stay with us? Do you know what I mean? It's uh no. Um, Macum hello, welcome along, Donald Priest. Hi Paul, am I on Gear Network? No, I'm not. Uh, Mac Gabby, how are you? Oh well, enough is enough, Donald. Are you do you two know each other? Is that what that is? Very nice. Um, Yeah, Amadiola for me is one of those players that we absolutely rated his time here. If he goes to another championship club, it'll feel a little bit... Opportunities lost. Yeah, I don't think it'll be more like... I think it's more... We'll be more upset that KLD Speakman... Our board weren't able to fork up the cash that was required to get him, versus the other way around. I think I kind of want to hope that Sunderland were his number one choice in that transfer if he does actually move. Um, But like I said, if if it's the opportunity of uh, we use the money that we got from Ross Stewart to pay for Diallo, that's where it should be. Oh, look, we've got a very tiny (laughs) (laughs) welcome cabbie on here. Hello, mate. Hello. I know you're there because I saw you
1: on the camera.
2: (laughs) I think he's tie-dying his neighbour's
1: curtains. No, 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 no. no. He's just... lost his voice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's been singing in his cabbie too much. I
2: think he swallowed a frog.
0: I think we should line reappoint. Line. Yeah.
2: Simon oh, guys. Donald.
0: Oh, what's, he, what's he playing at? I think we should reappoint Simon Grayson. If you, if you like watching football in a library, absolutely. Hello, Cabby. I'm, uh, I'm just
3: trying to sort the volume
0: mode. Oh, there you go. <laughs>
1: He's
3: got voice. <laughs> you
1: can tell you are not a tech savvy man, are you?
0: what is? <laughs> oh, that is that is thank you for the comedy gold at the end there Um, we are going to be doing a watch along for the Coventry City game tomorrow at 3 o'clock um, hopefully see you there have you got anything else you want to add we
3: do predictions?
0: we've done predictions haven't we
1: no we didn't no yeah.
0: ah, okay First game in charge michael beale what's your, what's your predictions uh 2-2 good old high scoring draw i like to see that who's getting the sun and goals we're not really bothered about the color she wants because we're a Macham uh,
2: podcast <laughs> uh, clark and roberts
0: okay okay cabbie
2: hello
0: Hello, what's your score prediction for the Coventry game tomorrow?
3: Um 2-0 Coventry.
0: Okay.
3: I'm I'm finding it really difficult to hear when I when I put Discord on. I don't know why. Uh
0: try... have you got headphones? Try that. Okay. Hold no. on a second, hold on. <laughs> Paul, what are you saying for predictions?
1: Uh, well, actually, I said to Bowers earlier, because I, I, I was out uh, in the town with him earlier on.
0: Sorry, um... youtube.com forward slash at Michael Bowers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ra- ro- 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 <laughs>
0: aka man road to 5k. <laughs>
1: uh, I said to him that we'll win 2 1 tomorrow.
0: Night. Nice. I like the idea of scoring and winning.
1: Obviously. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. to start I'm going to say Russian.
0: Okay. I will first uh, strike a goal.
1: You know what? Damn Ballard.
0: Acacia's just joined you on that one. She's put oh. Clark, Roberts, and Ballard putting a the Sunderland 3 1 win. Uh, I'll be I'll on your. Just
1: put that. I'm going to change mine.
0: The 3 1 as well. No, she's put she she put she put three one, you put two on, but she's joined you on the ballot train. <laughs> uh I'm a little so Jim says I'm a little ambivalent about Ahmad. It takes place it takes a it takes a place in the team and could stop development of us. Um ACN means he could be absent for six weeks. Then again, if we get promoted, good decision. So yeah, it's a time we'll tell one with with uh, with signings. Do you think we need to make any signings in in January?
1: We are making signings. We they've are. They have got a plan already for January. Right. So
2: they've been rumored with a
1: Japanese player. Amph.
2: That's yeah. one of the rumors I've heard from a from a Japanese team, and they've said he's been in the Japanese team, which I think. He's already an OK sign because he's been in the national team of his country, so I don't think it can be too bad. That's one of rumours I've heard.
0: That's really interesting. That's really interesting. I, mean, I know it's like said, I'm going to hit the street, but there's so much more to talk about. Uh, we have my prediction of a Sunderland to zip win, and I think it's going to be goals from Joe Bellingham and... Joe Bellingham. I think he's going to score from his head and then his foot. Uh, rocket. I think he's going to get a rocket. If it's not Bellingham, it's all sheesh. Um, but like you said, it depends on who starts and how soon those goals come in. But I'm quite, quite ambitious that we will get something. Hello, Tiny Cabby.
3: Hello, how are you doing?
0: Good, mate. Have you seen how small you are on the uh, on the live stream, mate? You're smaller than some people's um... profile pictures. It's class.
3: Goodness knows. Hello, I can see. I don't. It's been a twelve-hour shift today. It's been massively busy. So
0: there you go. I've made I've made you massive now.
3: <laughs> Very kind of yeah. you.
0: Uh, there you go. All right. So
3: I mean, I'm sorry I'm late. I've just been busy. Have you, Have you been talking about like the new manager and stuff and
0: Yeah. So the the flow of this uh, this podcast went. Michael Bale, Let's rant about him a bit. Uh, give him time. Was the ultimate um, summation of that. Then it was a little bit about our league table, our form, um, how we're likely to to do. We talked about the uh, games tonight, in both the teams around us dropping points, which makes tomorrow all we need to do is win, and we're in playoffs for Christmas, which is very nice. Uh, then we talked a little bit about the Coventry game coming up, how we how we are supposed to try and win that one. You're not you're not ambitious about that, and then we started talking about. Uh, the transfer windows, the the exit are the ends, the predictions, but yeah, it's been it's, it's been all over.
3: I think the uh, criticisms died down a little bit <clears throat> since, like, yeah, there's, there's been footage of them, they're doing some training and that with them. It's like, I look, you've got to just let the results do the talking <clears throat> and the I, performances.
0: I think that's where the majority of the fans are at. At the moment, it's like, we're not happy with the appointment, but he's got to prove us wrong and the results are what matters, right? So it's not it's not rocket science. He just needs to, like, I said, is the first game he plays a free hit because it's Coventry.
1: I hope it
3: works out for him. I mean, the fans will get behind him. I hope he's an absolute wrong success and he's a lot of Sun and fans laughing on the faces. Like We all want him to do well.
0: I hope he's the next Roy Keane, to be honest. Is that, yeah. yeah so we have a lot to talk about obviously um for the upcoming um podcast we're about two minutes away from the hour and i like to end it on on the hour so it's a nice succinct bit so we've got obviously the two games coming up this week you've got uh two games before the new year uh, we've got the mags to talk about we've got transfers we can talk about so between now and then um i think we just got to enjoy the coventry game tomorrow pick it up after that point with the rest of the conversation. Our speculation on how well he's going to perform and what we need are based on what we've seen with Tony Mowbray, not under McBeal. So give McBeal his chance. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> do, do do you agree with that? Just, just, should we see what these next four games are like before the uh, the gener- uh, before the Mags game? And see what we actually need at that point because he could have, he could have picked out some gems. He could have trained the the right players in the right style that we need for the rest of the season. You know what Pets I mean?
3: I'm quite, <laughs> exactly. I'm that. quite excited for tomorrow. To be honest with you, I'm I'm eager to see if there's any difference. I'm eager to see like you know, you know. Speakman said, hasn't he? It's like oh, he's one of the best coaches I've ever seen, and i like Well, I'm I'm eager to see see this tomorrow. I'm, just to see if there's any change on what's going to so happen. I'm looking forward to it.
0: The proof yeah. is in the puddings, essentially. Um, let's see what the pudding actually is. If it's a if it's a, if it's a Christmas cake, I'm not happy like that, with that. Like
3: what's currently form over the last few games?
0: Apparently, uh, I think Jim said it at the start. It was either Jim or Dean. Uh, it was Jim. Cover fourth in the form table, so not really a free hit we have to score first if we concede first we could struggle and that's generally how we've played most of our games already so yeah it's not it's not a, it's not an easy team to beat let's put it that way um it, it'd be crazy against the mags we'll talk about the crazy mags uh game and the whole debauchery with the uh ticket allocation and everything on friday the 29th week and uh yeah, that's it. I think I think we'll wrap it up there. On that note, thank you very much ladies and gentlemen for being here. Um sorry I've
3: missed post a bit I've
0: been so busy. That's all good mate. That's all good. Nice to have you in. Um catch you on the watch alongs. You know where to find us. If you don't, uh, we'll pop it in the chat. <laughs> and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Bye. I'll see uh, you. later. Hey, lads.